It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. It is the Go Birds Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you today is uh, Elliot back from vacation. What up, buddy? I am back. He's I back. Am, uh, happy. I apologize to everybody that the audio for the last one was not great, but as we discussed, I had to call in. Should be much better today. So uh, I'm just, you know, being it's weird after spending a year and a half you know, always within like 20 miles of my house. It was definitely weird to be gone. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. It's like something you're very used to all of a sudden. It's just very weird. So obviously I was checking the weather app throughout, seeing how it was in Westchester with the rain. And uh, we had three and a a half inches of rain yesterday hit Westchester. And uh, I'm proud to report my basement was okay. Oh, um, beautiful, buddy. Beautiful. So it's been a stressful 10 days. I mean, it was fun to go. It was good to get <laughs> who away. Says, but who there's says, just something stressful about vacation. Yeah, I was too. just saying, it's like you're on vacation, which is literally the point of it is to alleviate stress. And you're like, well, it was a stressful 10 well, days. I think what it is with vacations that become stressful is, so we were visiting her family, which was fun. And then we visited friends in another city, which was fun too. But like when you're on vacation, you're constantly the person that like everybody is trying to make sure has a good time. So like every day it's like, where do you want to eat out for dinner? Like, what do you want to do tonight? Like, what can we do today? It'll be special. And for the first few days it was like, wow, this is really nice. But by like day, you know, eight or whatever, I'm like, I can't make another decision. I don't care where we eat. I will literally eat anywhere. Like, let's just, let's just go somewhere. So it was fun, but you know, there is the the stressful part of the vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't stress Doesn't as much. Like you agree. No, seem like you agree. no, yeah. no, not at all. I love that stuff. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, where are we gonna eat the dinner tonight? Like, what a what a fun thing to think about. Let me choose this awesome thing that I don't have to go to work. I don't have to do anything. I can just go to dinner and drink and hang out. It sounds de-stressful, Elliot. It was. It was. I'm just saying. The next time you go on vacation, I'll be interested to see if, like, day six, if you're like, you know. Well, I don't. Like, I don't get that many to, days. You're still excited sadly. to eat out. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm off the like July fourth time. We're going to Outer Banks with Emily's best friend. Um, and her husband and their kids and stuff. And I'll be gone for like five days. So I'll be able to give you a, a feel from yeah, there. Yeah, by day five, we'll see how you feel. We'll I'm check back guessing in. I'm going to feel like I wish I could keep going on vacation and not come back. But, you know, you never know with we these things. See. We <laughs> shall see. We shall see. I love it. Uh, all right, let's get into it. A lot to get into. Uh, obviously not a ton of news, but there has been some stuff to get into. Um, assistant coaches talking uh, you have a wide receiver take that I want to get into. Chris Sims is being Chris Sims, but uh, let's start with the Fletcher Cox thing. I think that's probably the biggest news since we spoke and news relative, but the Jeff yeah, McClain. Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. The reports. Hey, how many times have we talked about reports on this show? Uh, the reports, right. Jeff McClain article, talking about Fletcher Cox, his role in the organization, and kind of both sides of it, the idea that he has had say in coaching decisions, in personnel decisions, and also the, the uh, worries or concerns from certain people in the organization that he's not going to do the things that are necessary for him to age well into his 30s and be a great player in his 30s. What did you make of the article as a whole? And then we'll kind of get into some of the specifics. Mm -hmm. So my biggest takeaway was, which I think is a correct assessment by uh, by Jeff, is that this is probably a make or break year for, for Fletcher Cox. When you look at his contract um, and where the Eagles are at, like, I think the Eagles are going to be better than people think next year. Clearly, this is a topic we've debated maybe even hundreds of times now yes. already this offseason. And will again. And will again, for sure. Probably it'll turn into it at one point on this pod. But, <laughs> like, so with Fletcher Cox, if the Eagles are not good this year, they're once again a four-win team or whatever, there's really no point in keeping Fletcher Cox for the 2022 season. Because at that point, again, like, you're going in with not a lot of expectations. He's a year older. He's more expensive. Um, so I think that this year is make or break. Like if Fletcher has a really good year, then the team will probably be pretty good and they probably renegotiate his contract next off season. They double down on him for, you know, an another two, three years and he retires an Eagle. But if he doesn't, then I think next off season, you'll see them probably release him or, or trade him. And I'll pull up his, uh, cap ramifications, cap numbers here. But, um, yeah, so like. I mean, what do you think about that before, while I look this up? Yeah, I, I absolutely think that, particularly if it is not punitive for them to get rid of him after this year. I think it makes a lot of sense. And and look, I do buy into the idea that Fletcher Cox into his 30s isn't certainly isn't someone you're paying 20-plus million dollars to. I mean, we've already seen it after the last two seasons. He has certainly declined from that elite, elite you know, not Aaron Donald best ta defensive tackle in football. Like he's not that anymore. He's not that player. He is still, still very good. He, I was, you, I'm literally the words that were about to come out of my mouth is he's still <laughs> a very good player. He is, but $24 million, Elliot is no joke. I mean, that is a big chunk of change for a player. So yeah, I think Fletcher Cox has to be awesome this year. If he wants to collect that mm -hmm. money. And again, it is all look, if it costs, if it's a dead cap of, of 16 million, then maybe it's a, you know, you're, you're talking about different things, but 
I definitely think that for Fletcher Cox and the future of the Eagles, especially where this team is right now, and and again, like if they aren't great this year, and it is more of a rebuild than than people think, or some people think, or whatever, then yeah, I don't know if Fletcher in years his 31, 32, and 33 season is the type of player for the the cost that he has that you want on the Eagles. Like I think you want to go younger. So next year, 2022, if they release him prior to June 1st, and releasing and trading is the same cap implications. So if they move on from him prior to June 1st, they save $10 million in cap, but they leave $13 million in dead money. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, after taking the Carson Wentz hit this year in dead money, we've seen that they don't really care about that. If they designate him a post-June 1st cut or cut him after June 1st, they would save $17 million and only have $6 million in dead money. I mean, so that's, there is financial, yeah. yeah there I mean, there is a, a benefit to move on from him financially, especially for a team that, again, like if they are not good this year, is once again going to be kind of rebuilding or at least like an, a, another year into that rebuild without the idea that you're making the playoffs. So I really think it just comes down to how he plays this year and to a certain degree how the team does. Now, I can't imagine a world where – Fletcher Cox has like an outstanding season and the team's not good just because if he has an outstanding season, the defensive line is probably going to be great. And from that, you, you would you would think that if you have a great defensive line to a certain extent, your team would be better. Now, they did have one of the best defensive lines in football last year, and they were they were only a four-win team. So maybe I'm wrong about, about how much that could really impact things. But I just don't really think there's a world where Fletcher has a great year and the team's bad. I mean, so, but there could be. There definitely could be. It could. Be. No, it definitely could. I'm just saying I, I would not bet on it, I guess. Yeah, I would not and look, I wouldn't bet on Fletcher that. being great. Like, I think he's not that guy anymore. And maybe he has one more year like that left in him, and maybe he's motivated by this, but... I just don't see him as that guy anymore. Like, he's still a very good football player. I, look, when we did our, our draft of Eagles, uh, whatever it was, you know, in this you know, early in the offseason, he was my first pick. So I still think he is a, an, a great football player and the best on the team, probably. I just don't think he's what he used to be. And I don't, I, I when that quote about like him aging into his 30s and doing the things that he needs to do, like, I, I see that. Like, I believe that. I don't think Fletcher Cox is. And again, look, we have to make suppositions and stuff like that. But I don't think Fletcher Cox is is someone who is driven as much as others are in that in that area in that department. I think Fletcher Cox is is happy being great, but I don't I don't know if he's gonna I, like that. That jived with me. What do you think of that? You're around at least from when I used to be around Fletcher. It's been a long time. He was a lot younger when I was around Fletcher Cox, but he never strike me as a leader, as a you know someone who's a um, super intense about football, a Jalen Hurts worker, all that. Like, I never got that feeling from him. What do you think? I, it's always so hard to tell because, like, we are around these guys. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I know Fletcher super well in his personal life. Um, I can only speak to that when I'm around him in the locker room, when I see him out on the practice field, like, he is a hard worker. I do know he's respected in that locker room. Um yeah, I mean, he was voted a captain or at least named a captain, right? So I think that speaks to something. And like, I, so the other part of the McLean article was there was concerns within the Eagles building that maybe he wasn't going to put the work in to continue to be great. Like, that's not good to hear, obviously, right? Like, you know, it's a report, it's an anonymous quote, all those things. But like, assuming it's true, that that's not, you know, those are people that are around Fletcher in a way more intimate level than I am every day. Um, so that, yeah, that that would be concerning. And I can only just speak from my experiences around him that I don't, I have never seen any red flags in that regard. But if the Eagles feel that way, then 
Yeah, and the other part is, so Fletcher, after this article comes out, he tweets something like, play clown games, win clown prizes, or whatever. Do you think that was directed at the team, or do you think that was directed at the report? I think it was directed at the report, but also the 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 reports from within the Eagles. Like, the report has Eagles sources saying that. So I think it's directed at the report, but I, I would guess it's at that part of the report, for sure. It's at the the people in the building who said that. Like, that would be my right. guess. So to me, that reads as like, if you're going to play these games through the media, we're never going to win anything. Like, I think that's that could be like a loose translation of, of maybe what he meant. And again, we're just kind of speculating here. But it does seem like the Eagles have a leaking problem this offseason, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, like, they're like my basement, right? Like, just a little bit of leaking <laughs> well all the done. time. Well but, done. Uh, you like that? Yeah. That was good. Although I am proud of how my basement held up. With it's held up a lot better than the Novacare complex in terms of leaks. It has, sure. yes. So, look, you don't want to have bad blood between Fletcher Cox and the team. And the other part of the report that I thought was interesting, and I know that John Ritchie seemed to have a problem with this. I don't want to put words well, in his mouth. Well, but- that's where I was. Are you, talk, are you talking about his his saying things? Because that's where I was going to go next, yeah. and I, I we're going to battle on it. Like, when we were talking about before arguing, this is the arguing part of this because – so, Here we go. Yeah, for those who didn't see it, the article implied that Fletcher Cox has had say in defensive coaching decisions, like the defensive line coaches, in some personnel decisions who will play beside him and stuff like that. And I, like John Ritchie, see that, and I read it as this is dysfunction. Like, this is dysfunction. Okay, yeah, Fletcher, we, we Cox, Fletcher this, yeah. Cox should not have say in who his defensive line coach is. Like, are you kidding me? Are it Really? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, this guy should not be able to, if he doesn't like getting coached hard, he could be like, ah, this guy coaches me too hard. Get rid of him. Like, really? That's where we're at with Fletcher Cox? I I think it's, and the idea that he could pick who's going to play next to him? I mean, that's crazy town. Like, this is asinine. Like, I thought that was the, by far, the highlight from the article for me, and it was in a very bad way, was Fletcher Cox makes decisions about personnel and coaching. Like, that's a disaster in my mind. Okay, so I think we just have to accept the reality of the situation is when you are a franchise elite level player and like maybe he's not elite anymore, we can certainly debate that, right? But like they view him as one of those guys. Remember when there was a story about how Howie Roseman and we saw it on uh, the All or Nothing on the, on Amazon that above his desk, there's a picture of Carson Wentz, right? And there was a lot made of that. Like they have a big picture of Carson Wentz. Well, he also has a big picture of Fletcher Cox. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, Fletcher- so this is a bad angle for you. What they did with Wentz no, was no, horrible. Well, let, me, let me continue. Let me continue. So the reality is when you have guys like that in your building that are like the quarterback of your team or the quarterback of your defense, like the two best players on your team, in any sport, those guys get say. That just is how it is. Like we can fight it. We can disagree with it. Like Bryce Harper has a lot of say on the Phillies. Joel Embiid has a lot of say on the Sixers. Whoever a flyer is, has, I'm sure has a lot of say on that team, right? So like Fletcher Cox is is not a quarterback, but he is an extremely important person in that organization, and he's earned that right. Honestly, I mean, you're you're saying like he's not elite level player anymore, but like the thing that's referenced in there was it doesn't seem like he got along with Chris Wilson. Chris Wilson was three years ago. Three years ago, Fletcher Cox was a really great player, right? And I think he's still a very good player. But regardless, I think we both agree he's not as good as he yeah, was no know, two years ago. No question. But but the bottom line is, this is how it is. It just is. So, like, I can't criticize Howie for playing the game that everybody else plays. Like, and the, and the thing with Carson is, to, to what you were going to say at the beginning, is 
Carson, it went bad because Carson wasn't good. If Carson continued to play at a high level, then I would have no problem with Carson picking his coach. No it problem. It went with bad Carson because they they they, they 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 made Carson they they made him this untouchable figure. And that we read these reports, we've talked about this. They they made Carson more than he should have been. They gave him too much power, too much control, too much say. Like that was a mistake. But it only became a mistake. No, it was a mistake. Was period. Bad. It was a mistake. Period. Yeah. It was a mistake. But, but period. If, or, but forget if, the if results. They win Ten games. Forget last year, the results. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Flat out. It well, was a mistake. So your but your argument is that your argument is, is essentially that because of the power they gave Carson, he played poorly. No, my argument is they shouldn't have given Carson that power. Period. And Correct. I think that, but, and but I do think it, I do is, think it added to it. Yeah, I think that the not coaching him hard enough, all these types role. of things, it played yeah. a role. Yes, and I think you're doing the same thing with Fletcher Cox. Like it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I, I mean, the the not coaching him hard thing, I can't push back on that, right? Because I do think that Carson picking his quarterback coach like didn't work out, right? But at the same time, I just think Carson played really poorly. But that's now, maybe what Fletcher's the, doing. Like that's what they're. That's what the article is saying is Fletcher's picking his defensive line coaches. Like what is that? Okay, first of all, we, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the report says he had input on what sure, happened. I don't believe sure. he made the final decision, that's fair. just to clarify. But but also, like, that just is what it is. Like, it happens all over sports. And, I again, so there's this, like, perception of Howie Roseman, <clears throat> excuse me, and I don't mean to turn this into a defending Howie thing, but, like, it can't be both ways. It can't be Jeffrey and Howie don't listen to anybody and they run the show, and then it's also, well, they gave Carson too much power and let him decide stuff. They let Fletcher decide things. They listen to the coaching staff on Jalen Rager, right? Like, it can't be both ways. So at the bottom line is, like, I do not have a problem with them asking Fletcher Cox for input on things. Like, Fletcher is an all-time great Eagles defensive lineman. He is, even at right now, one of the top 10 defensive tackles in the league, probably higher than that. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's definitely in that conversation. Yep. He knows what he's talking about. He's in the meeting room every day. Howie is not in the meeting room every day. The, all the coaches are not in the meeting room every day. Like, we can debate as a player, Fletcher, but I think that he clearly knows football and he's been part of winning teams. So, like, if I'm Howie and I have concerns or if Fletcher has concerns about a coach, like, I want that conversation to happen. I want Fletcher's input to be heard. Now, to your point, do I want Fletcher to be able to call Howie and be like, hey, you're firing Chris Wilson and you're hiring this guy? No, probably not. But I think that that's where the gray line comes in of stars do have that power in all all of sports. Yeah, I, I think that this is where we kind of diverge on our, our classic debate in the sense that a dis, I think the Eagles are a dysfunctional organization. I think the way that they are working right now is all that we've heard of Howie and Jeffrey and all this stuff is dysfunctional. And if you look at it as dysfunctional, you're going to look at this as another example of dysfunctional. If you don't think they're a dysfunctional organization, you're not going to think this is dysfunctional. I think this is one of those types of things. I, looking at the way I look like this at this Eagles organization and the way they do things, like this is just another example of not doing things the right way. Like, it's fine if you want to ask Fletcher a question about something or whatever, but him having input, real input on who his coach is, like that's a problem to me. Like, you have to make these decisions independent of what the player wants because you're not making the decision just for that player. You're making it for a lot of players and for players down the line. And you're trying to find the best coach, the best coach, period. And if he's a little hard on guys and guys don't like that, sorry, deal with it, be tougher. Like, I just, I don't like the idea. I don't like the precedent it sets that if, if, if Fletcher Cox doesn't like being coach tough, he has the ability to say, 
I don't want this guy because of that. Like that that bothers me, man. That that is a, a sign of, in my opinion, another sign of dysfunction in this organization. So with Carson, we knew that it was a he didn't like to be coached hard. And that's why he wanted whose name's escaping me right now. Uh his friend is his quarterback coach, right? Press so, Taylor. Yes. I Press Taylor. So in that instance, yes. But I think with Fletcher, like, we should clarify a few things. We don't know if if with his coaching staffs, he hasn't liked to be coached hard. Like, who knows? No, Maybe. That, that is something I've heard, for what it's worth. I, I, I've i heard okay. from well. one of the former defensive line coaches, the four that we've had in six years or five years or whatever it is, I've heard that that guy was gone because Fletcher didn't like being coached hard. Now, that secondhand stuff, and I don't know it for sure, but th- I've heard stuff like that. Now, again, this right. is, uh, Elliot's right. This is like reports, and this is even like a second level. I'm not reporting it or whatever. I'm just saying I have heard stuff like that for what it's worth. Right. Yeah. So let me just ask you on a larger scale, though. Like, let's remove Fletcher and the Eagles from this. Mm-hmm. Do you are you OK with players, star players, because Fletcher's still a star player. Are you OK with star players having input on what happens with the team? Not so that's really I, like, what again, like really only the quarterback. And if it's a if it's Aaron Rodgers, if it's. You know, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, I'm good with it. But, like, that's it for me. That's the level. Like, you have to be Patrick Mahomes to have say in, in personnel decisions, as far as I'm concerned. Like, no one else. Like, seriously. Like, right. I, I mean, Malcolm Jenkins was here, and they didn't do anything he wanted him to do. Like, why Why not for Malcolm, who's actually a leader and actually the guy the defense looks to for, for leadership and all that type of stuff? Why not? You know, it's why Fletcher and why not Malcolm? Like, you can look at it that way, and I'm sure Malcolm looks at it that way when he knows the power that Fletcher Cox has in there. Like, why him and not me? I'm just as valuable to this team as that guy is, maybe more valuable in other ways. Whereas, again, uh, if you're the 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 quarterback, a, a Hall of Fame, Super Bowl level quarterback, okay, I can I can swallow my pride and say that guy's so important to this organization. This organization, that guy's more important to this organization than anyone else here. Okay, I could step back and say, I get it. That guy has to have a little bit of say. Or at least have to make him feel. And and ultimately, I don't want him to have say. I want him to feel like he has say. That's my biggest thing in any of these cases. Mm-hmm. I want these people to feel like they have say when they actually don't. Because I'm running this team. I'm the one who makes these decisions. I'm in charge. Like, that's the way I think it has to be. And I mean collaborative with the people making those decisions, not with the players. So that's where I stand on it. So... I don't completely disagree with you. I think that allowing the players to think they have say and then not actually giving it to them is a recipe for disaster. And I think that in some ways that like that will fracture relationships, right? Like It so depends. It depends at, how good you are at, at convincing them that yeah, they have the say when they don't. Game. But yeah, I agree. Right. I, it, is a, it is a slippery slope. Ideally, like right. I said, my main thing is I would give it to the top, 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 top 1% of players. And that's it. Yeah. I just think that Fletcher is closer to that top one percent than maybe you're. Well, again, you're him I, my, credit I'm, for. I, I should have said top one percent of quarterbacks. Like there are five guys right. in the league, or ten guys in the league who I would give it to, and they're all quarterbacks. Yeah. But but if Howie, so let's say Howie at the end of the season, I, I can't imagine a world where Howie and Jeffrey Lurie and Doug at the time and Jim Schwartz who, or whoever, right, thinks the defensive line coach is doing a great job and Fletcher says, I don't like him, so he's gone. Like, I, I think that it's probably more not, like, it's a little more gray than that, in my opinion. It might be, but, but it might not be. We don't know. It might not be. It might not be. And, look, Fletcher, two years ago, three years ago, was a great player. So, like, if three years ago he wanted to make those decisions. It's a lot more. I, I it's a think- lot more. It's a lot easier to, to rationalize it when he's the – you have second best right. defensive tackle in football and like a true difference maker. Yes, I, I get that. Right. 
I just don't have a problem with the coaching staff in the front office asking the players for their input. Yeah, and that's I, a fundamental I, I, I kind of look at input again, and, and it's all about how much input, right? If you're like, hey, what do you think of this guy? Uh, I don't know. I yeah, he's okay, whatever. Cool, I'll move on. Like it's another well, thing when like, when it's like the action. Jason Peters thing, right? I mean, Jason Peters, from what we've heard, right? Like didn't like playing next to um, was it was uh, Newski like playing next yeah. to? Yeah, he didn't like playing next to Wisniewski, right? So like. Wisniewski was benched, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Who went in there? Was it Sam? Yeah. So like, yeah, and that bothered me. Happened. That bothered me in the moment. Like it really did. I hated it. I hated it. Yeah, I hated but it, it worked out. Did it? What do you mean it worked I, out? If I remember correctly. Well, they, I mean, wasn't Wisniewski? Yeah, but Wisniewski that's because Peters was out. They played Wisniewski in the Super Bowl year because Peters was hurt and he could play. Right, right, like, right. So right. like, I, you know, I would have liked to have Wisniewski back the next year. He wasn't because of Peters. So like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it worked out that yeah, great. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, maybe you're right about that. So, yeah. but again, I, I get your point, And I get certainly when Fletcher was at his peak, I understand it more. But again, for me personally, I'm, I'm only doing it with Aaron Rodgers. I'm only doing it with Patrick Mahomes and a couple other guys. Personally. Not Jalen Hurts. Not Jalen Hurts. No, I'm not giving Jalen Hurts that kind of power yet. You know? No, no, yeah. I, I, I'm obviously kidding. But I do think... Like a well-run franchise has to a certain to a certain degree, like listen to their players. I mean, those are the guys that are in the meeting room. They're on the field. Like they of do course, have value. I, I get in that life. they're involved, but I think a well-run organization is smart enough and good enough that they are able to make these decisions. Like that they don't need to to do it based on what Fletcher Cox says. That they know if the guy's a good coach or not. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting the turnover they've had along the defensive line. It's like pretty we, wild, man. We talk a lot about the turnover at at receiver coach, but if I'm not mistaken, it was Chris Wilson. Then wasn't it Philip Daniels, Daniels? Yep. Matt Burks, right? And yep. now Tracy Rocker. It's so, a lot. So four coaches in you know five years, maybe yep. four years, something mm -hmm. like that, if not three, right? So so it's notable. Yeah, it's definitely notable. All for right, sure. uh, that was fun. Uh, I want to get to the... It's always good to disagree on I know. Right? We need a little disagreement. We're going to agree on some stuff yeah. coming up, I think, uh, including Chris Sims. I want to get to that in a sec, what the assistant coaches had to say. As always, let me remind you, if you've not downloaded the Parksino Sportsbook app, there is no better time than now, as Elliot and I have been white hot in terms of having fun. Oh, maybe yes. not Maybe not winning. We win some. Now, Elliot, big winner Elliot over here. We've been having a blast with these basketball playoffs. It has been just... So much fun on a night tonight basis. And Elliot's over here just, you know, winning Should shekels. I share, my, share my big Shekels, win? So. please. What a Elliot, Elliot had one of the great wins in the history of gambling, potentially. It was amazing. So I felt really good that this player was going to be under 32 and a half points, right? But the game did not play out that way. He was white hot early on. They were blowing up, they were blowing the other team out, right? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna lose this one. I felt so good that I put quite a bit of money down. He sits the entire fourth quarter. <laughs> he ends at 32 points. It was 32 and a half points. He sat the entire fourth quarter, and I won. I won the bet. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was like, it was. I was sitting there with Kristen, and I was like explaining to her what was happening, and she was, you know, like mildly interested. And I was like, I was like, you don't understand. Like, I've won the bet, but I haven't actually yet. But he's just sitting on the bench at 32, and like, it was amazing. So. <laughs> It was, it was awesome. Sad. I got a very excited text from Elliot, and it was you awesome. Did, yeah. And that's the beauty of downloading this app and having fun is, like, it gives you these nights where it's, you know, a, a game between two teams that you really couldn't care less about, and then all of a sudden your night is made, you're locked in, you're watching this entire game, every play. Like, it's so much fun. It makes the game so much fun 
when you got a little action on it. And with the Park Studio Sportsbook app, you can do anything and everything. Like Elliot's just talking about player parlays. They're great. You know, individual player performances. You could do live in-game betting where you're watching the game and and a team's down by 10 points and you're like, they're going to win this game. I don't care if they're down 10. Go on. You get plus odds on a team that was minus to start the game. Like there's so much fun ways and fun times to do to make money and have a great time doing it. Again, parlays, teasers, props, anything and everything. You've been on any sport you can think of, soccer, baseball, tennis, hockey, golf, everything and everything you do with the Park Casino Sportsbook app. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. A $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com forward slash P-A. The website is all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss. It's a free bet. As always, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Uh, I want to get to what the assistant coaches had to say in one second, but first, Christopher Sims. Mr. Christopher Sims. Now, he is known. Uh, he's kind of made a nice little niche for himself as like a quarterback guy in the media, but he also says some aggressive things. Uh, he Which has, I respect. Yeah, yeah, sure, I get it. Um, so he has he has uh, put out his top forty quarterbacks for twenty twenty one list, and he is not. Uh, he is at least at the time of Elliot and I recording this. It's it's uh, Tuesday afternoon. Um, excuse me, Wednesday afternoon. Nice extra day in the week. Let's take Good it. Good job by you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he is up to number sixteen. So he has done seventeen through forty. He has listed. There are sixteen quarterbacks left, uh, and uh, notably Carson Wentz at number eighteen. Uh, some other names at the back of the list. Case Keenum is number 40. Uh, Drew Locke is number 33. Marcus Mariota, number 36. Kellen Mond, Ke- rookie number Kellen Mond. 37. Yeah. Mac Jones, number 30. So on and so forth. Uh, Taysom Hill, number 24. Um, all right. So, Elliot, this is one of those where we're not sure, right? Because, like, you look at this list and you say, wow, like, I guess he's got to have Jalen Hurts in the top 16, right? Like, no one in their right mind would have Jalen Hurts behind Kellen Mond and Case Keenum and all that. But And look, that still might be the case. It still might be the case. But I've done some digging. I've looked up Chris Sims's thoughts on Jalen Hurts. And let's just say he's not a big fan. All right? He said the Eagles should yeah. have drafted a quarterback at six. He has said that he thinks Jalen Hurts is a prospect. I think it is fair to assume that Chris Sims is not going to have Jalen Hurts on his top 40 quarterbacks list, Elliot. Like, and again, let's just do the preemptive. If for some reason Chris Sims is shocking the world and has totally changed his opinion on Jalen Hurts and he's like 16th, we're sorry. I don't think that's going to happen, I'm going to react Elliot. to both. Yeah, okay. I'm going to react to both. So your thoughts right. on this whole Christopher Sims situation. I'm going Christopher. Christopher. Right. So let's first, let's pretend that he is in the top 16. Okay. All right. My reaction is, Chris Sims, you are my new hero. You are the my new favorite analyst if you put Jalen Hurts in the top 16 for two reasons. One, putting him ahead of Carson Wentz is just the best. It's just masterful. It would be, it would it's be, masterful. yeah, it'd be brilliant. Yeah. It, like, it's going to have the entire internet talking if he does this. So to him, I give him props if he does that. But also, I think he's right. Like, I think that Jalen Hurts, planting your flag on the Jalen Hurts Island is a good place to place it right now, right? Like, no, Jalen Hurts is not a top 16 quarterback right now based off, like, the combination of, like, accomplishments and all those things. But I do believe that by the end of the year, there's a good chance he's, like, top 20, top 15. 
So I think planting it early on the Jalen Hurts Island is smart. I think Chris Sims is somebody that has shown he's willing to do that. Uh, he will definitely go out there. Like I think Trevor Lawrence wasn't his number one quarterback this year, right? Which which I respected. He's done things like that. So so when I first saw that they were up to 16 and Hertz wasn't on there, my initial reaction was, Chris Sims, you are my hero. I even was gonna text you and say we should have him on the pod, right? But if he's not in the top 40, my reaction is that's just silly and wrong. And like you're you're entitled to your opinion, and maybe he'll be right, right? Like we're all just projecting with Hertz at this point. But to put, like, Case Keenum, like, Kellen Mond ahead of him, and I like Kellen Mond. Like, Kellen Mond was, you know, I could, I thought the Eagles should consider drafting him as, like, a backup competition type thing, right? But I just, I can't get behind Jalen Hurts not being a top 40 quarterback. Like, we saw last year what he can do. He had a, a great game against the Saints. He had an outstanding game against the Cardinals. He looked good for stretches against the Cowboys, and then obviously it fell apart. Against Washington, he played a very good defense, didn't play great, but he's a rookie. Like, people have bad games. I just don't see how you can justify him not being a top 40 quarterback. So that's where I'm at. If he if he's in the top 16, I respect it. I think it's a great take. If he's not in the top 40, like, either way, he's going to get a reaction, and he's getting one right now, which is I respect him for it. But, like, Jalen Hurts is a top 40 quarterback. It just is. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have him in the top 40, and, and I think it's a joke. I, I really, I think it's embarrassing. Like, I think Chris Sims Well, the should, fact that Joe Burrow is is already named, I'd be surprised if he put him ahead of He's Joe not Burrow. going to. Like, he's not going to be on this list, which means that Case Keenum, Kellen Mond, Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor, Tua, Drew Locke, Case Hill. Teddy Case Bridgewater. Hill. I know, I'm going up the list. Teddy Bridgewater, right. Andy Dalton, Taysom gotcha. Hill, yeah. Jameis Winston, Daniel Jones? Like, fuck that. All right? That's my response. Fuck that. This is mm. so stupid. Like, and again, you know I've not been, I, I am in on Jalen Hurts. I'm excited about Jalen Hurts. I've, I'm not quite to where you are, as I've been more of the, the a little more cautious with ready to fully jump in, and, and I am excited for Hurts. This is just stupid. Like, this is dumb. Like, it's dumb. It, it really is dumb. Like, Fine, if you want to put two over him, I get it. I wouldn't. I think Jalen Hurts is better than Tua. Tua stinks. I like. I am yeah. so far out on Tua, but but like to put Case Keenum there, I mean that's just embarrassing. Like that's stupid. Like that's where you lose credibility. That's where it's like, oh, this is for effect. Like this is a purposeful decision well, by, by you to be an asshole. No, it is. It is Case Keenum, dude. Like Case Keenum. Really? I agree with you a hundred percent. I I just like said, again, like, Kellen Mond. At least you can 40. argue. I like him more as a prospect. You know, I know he's a third-round pick and Hurts was a second, but I wouldn't have taken Hurts as high as he is, and it's only four games of Hurts. Like, all right, at least you can create a narrative, which I would completely disagree with based on the what we saw Jalen Hurts do in real NFL games. I would completely disagree with, but at least you can create a narrative. Like, Case Keenum? Like, that's stupid. Well, that's that's stupid. So if he didn't have Kellen Mond there and he had Case Keenum, Maybe you could say, well, you know, Case Keenum did take a team to the championship game. Like, he's been in the league for a long time. Like, there is a collection of people that do think Case Keenum's much better than the majority, and I'm not one of those people. But when you have Kellen Mond on the list, now you're admitting that you're taking into account, like, future and that type of stuff, right? Kellen Mond hasn't even taken a It's a, a great point. These two together so, really symbolize how wrong it is. It's a great point. Right. So, yeah, so, like— I mean, if I made my own list, I think I made it last year after the Cardinals game. And I think I had Jalen Hurts. Like, if you take into consideration the future. I think like, you had him 11, like, right? Yeah, it was something like that. It might have even been nine. But, like, it was high, right? 
And I still feel that way about him. I do. Like, I'm not one of those people that's panicking because of the Dallas and the Washington game. Like, he's a rookie. I saw Carson Wentz. Every throw he made as a rookie, he had really bad moments. And then in 2017, he was great. So I think when you're a rookie, you're just looking for positives, in my opinion, right? So I think he showed a ton of positives. And I, we'll talk about the coaching staff in a little, but like, I do think he's set up to succeed. So I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to prove people that think he's bad wrong. And to say he's not top 40, I... It's like, dumb. It's dumb. Call it what it is. It's dumb. It's purposeful to get a reaction. I think it's a situation where... And I, again, I like Chris Sims, so it's not like a personal attack yeah, on him. I don't but really, I think, but that's besides I know, yeah, Well, I can tell, yeah. But, what an asset. Like, this is just an asset move. I think it's just an example of where being closer to a situation where it's a good thing as opposed to sometimes if you're too close, like you can't really see, you know, the forest through the trees or whatever. But I think with Jalen Hurts specifically, it's a, it's a good thing to be close because like I am aware of all the problems Eagles had last year and all those things, right? Like I know what a tough spot it was for him to come into all these things. Like, I think you have to take that into account to say that like we saw how terrible that team was every single week. Like the fact that they beat the saints at home is such a credit to Jalen Hurts. And I know Taysom Hill was the opposing quarterback, but what were they, like 10 or 11-point underdogs oh, in yeah. that game? I, mem- I remember I tweeted they were going to win the game, and I got roasted by the entire internet. Like, the fact that Jalen Hurts stepped in and won that game, like, speaks volumes about him. And then next week, to go, they fall behind early, and part of it was his fault. He had that bad play in the end zone. But, like, there was the block punt, and, like, the defense was struggling. They fall behind 23, and he brings them back and almost win that game. Like, that's incredibly impressive. So I, again, I'm putting my Island on, I'm putting my flag on Jalen hurts Island. I just am. And if like, if he's not top 40, then like I'm even more happy to put it on there because it means I'm going to stick out even more as being correct. So it's so stupid. All I want, all I want is someone to print this out and tape it to Jalen hurts locker. Cause Jalen hurts clearly seems like the type of person who puts a chip on his shoulder, who is fueled by this type of stuff. Let him know this is here. Let him know. Well, now I want you to react to what if he is in the top 16, which I don't think he's going to be. I don't either. Just... But it, my reaction if he is in the top 16 is purely, purely reactionary to what you said before. I don't care about Okay, so that kind of sounded weird. That's because Elliot and I uh, just recorded another 30 minutes of the podcast, and it's gone, Elliot. It's gone. I know. We had a really good combo about what the assistant coaches had to say. We talked about um, all kinds of stuff. Um, And, you know, Stoutland, me and Stoutland Dickerson guys. I I had all kinds of good stuff in there. And then, Elliot. You made some good points. You did. You know what? You made some good points. Some of the best you've ever made. I was super impressed with them. But here's the deal. Uh, It's gone. And we don't, sadly, have time right now to record the extra 30 minutes again. So, Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> you, get, you get the 35 we did yeah here's the good news go birds radio on saturday yes we're gonna have a lot to talk about yeah we got so. stuff that you don't know that we and it'll be a second time for us so it'll be that much better this time uh we're it'll gonna yeah perfect it we could talk dillard versus my maybe i think that's something we have some stuff to say about uh you know jj versus fulgum we got some good stuff for you so yeah this is good. what we're doing the tease is check us out on saturday because you're gonna what you missed? The lost pod, the lost audio. I don't. Uh, for what it's worth, I've I've been doing this a very long time, a decade in this industry. 
what just happened has never happened to me before. Like I've had it you where- You were very frustrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as Elliot knows, I'm also frustrated because this is literally two days in a row for me where last night, or was it two nights ago? Excuse me, two nights ago, I was recording Phillies Today at home, which is the Phillies pod I do. Uh, recording Phillies Today, it's supposed to be 24 minutes long. I was 22 minutes in and my computer at home froze. So I lost it completely and I just said, fuck it, I'm recording tomorrow. Um, mm. So that was fun. So this is this is double in a week for me, which is... Not I, fun. I, I'm, not, I'm really not happy. Elliot, Elliot is right. Like, I was I was livid. I'm slamming it. Like, so this, you'll hear this. I was doing a lot of this, like a lot of that. I'm yelling. I'm like, bleep this, bleep that. Because I've never had that happen where it just, like, saved half of what we did. Like, it, it's almost easier if it just lost it all. I guess we, I should be happy we didn't lose it all. That's fair. Yes. You know. So that that's where we're at. We'll have stuff for you on GoBird Saturday. It was a frustrating end to this pod. We made some good points. We'll make them on Saturday. The end of the day, we still love the GoBirds listeners. The audio was better this time. So not all bad, but frustrating. Elliot's so much more chill than I am. Like I'm I'm freaking out. Elliot's yeah. like, calm down, take a breath. It'll be okay. I'm like sitting here <laughs> cursing. I'm freaking out. I'm calling Emily to tell her what's going on because I'll be later. I'm like, anyway. We love everybody. Yes. And Saturday, and, one o'clock. Saturday, one o'clock. And Elliot, thank you for calming me down, reining me You're in. Welcome. I needed you That's there, and you were there for That's me. what I'm good at. I love yeah. it. I love it. Uh, I'll put a little record scratch sound in before people have already heard it. So That'll let me know. Good. Let me know what you thought of that when it happened. Uh, Elliot, uh, thank you for keeping me calm. Uh, thank you for the lovely conversation that we had. That was just for you and me. It turned out. We had our own You're little welcome. Eagles conversation that was really fun to chat about. So I'm happy yes, we, we got to do that. Um, all right. Uh, we'll be back Saturday. Check us out. You can hear what you missed Saturday, 1 and 3 on WIP. Park Spot will be out then, too. So until then, I apologize. Screw you, Audition. That's the, <laughs> that's the program we use. I apologize. And, uh, and thank you for being awesome and understanding. And we'll talk to you Saturday. He's Elliot M. James. We'll talk to you soon. 